wow, I need to continue to always propel myself into thinking about the future, right? No, 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 we don't. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to think about the past. The past is gone. The past is a dream, right? We don't want to think about the future. The future hasn't happened yet. The future can be written in so many different ways. Why would we even fathom to think that we know what's going to happen, right? And why would we try to control that? All we have is the present, the gift of the present moment. And that's where we need to stay. What's up, my friend, and welcome to Grit, Grace, and Inspiration. I am your host, Kevin Lowe. 20 years ago, I awoke from a life-saving surgery only to find that I was left completely blind. And since that day, I've learned a lot about life, a lot about living, and a lot about myself. And here on this podcast, I want to share those insights with you. Because friend, if you are still searching for your purpose, still trying to understand why, or still left searching for that next right path to take, we'll consider this to be your stepping stone to get you from where you are to where you want to be. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to Grace and Inspiration. This is episode number 242, my interview with Tessa Arnold. Friend, I don't know if you are already on the newsletter list for the podcast, but if not, I'm encouraging you to jump on over and get signed up today. It takes literally two minutes. Go to gritgraceinspiration.com slash newsletter, or just click the link in today's show notes and sign up. It just takes your first name and email address. You then will get a weekly midweek pick-me-up. Consider it a boost to your week on Wednesday morning. Now, here's the thing. This is why I'm encouraging you to sign up now before it's too late. Because on January 1st, I will be offering up my email list, an exclusive offer, something only available to those on the list. If you want a chance to get a little bit more of me, while at the same time, giving your 2024 the best chance at being the year that you've been dreaming of, then you want to get on the list. Head to gritgraceinspiration.com slash newsletter to sign up today. So friend, I am so excited to be bringing you today's interview. My amazing conversation had with a woman named Tessa Arnold. I have been so excited to finally get to release this episode with you because Tessa is such an amazing woman with such a beautiful story. You know as well as I do that life is made up of the ups and downs It's made up of the good times and the bad. Tessa's story is a beautiful example of it. She's also a beautiful example that where you are is not where you have to stay. She went from a high-flying banking position to entrepreneurship. And she combined that with one heck of a personal story. Something you're going to hear all about. Now, here is what is powerful about her story is that we never realize how the events of today are going to impact our lives of tomorrow. And yet they do. Now, the funny thing is, is that at the time that it's all happening, we can't see it. We don't understand it. It makes no sense to us. We're too close to it. We're in the thick of it. It's only when we can travel down the road a ways and we can look back 
And then we can begin to see and understand how all the pieces fit together, forming the puzzle of our lives. The beautiful, crazy, beautifully imperfect puzzle that they are. Life was full in a way that I had a career that was really taking off. I had worked very hard within the commercial banking realm to network and to put in my time prior to having children and then into having children and had, you know, propelled myself forward into a role of vice president and was looking to really extend and expand my career into executive director. And on all fronts, it probably looked fantastic from the outside. Here I am, a woman in a, you know, position managing a team on a global division, you know, working with counterparts, working with large companies, on the go constantly, two small kids, married, taking trips once or twice a year and smiling and being able to go and connect with these people and doing very, you know, well within the role itself. And yes, it did challenge me. And yes, I learned quite a bit. And I feel so grateful for the experience that I have and the connections that I still have. But I'll tell you on the inside, I would wake up and something was missing a feeling that there was something else that I was meant to do, but I didn't understand it yet, right? So you're getting up, you're going through the motions, you're waking up, you're taking a deep breath before you get out of bed, a deep breath before you walk into the office, you're bracing yourself. And while I knew that I could do it and I could continue to do it successfully, I didn't know that I wanted to, but I didn't know what that looked like because the idea of leaving something so stable something that I could project years out, what income would look like, you know, what my family and I would be able to do to go into an unknown factor of what my life would look like was terrifying. And I said, uh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, entertain or look a little deeper into this idea just yet, but I had this feeling. And then I'll tell you when I continued to damper down that feeling, suppress it, let it go. I stopped taking care of myself in a lot of ways because I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't going within. I didn't even know necessarily what that meant. And I was really putting out so much energy to everything and everyone around me that slowly year after year, I stopped taking care of myself more and more to the point where I was getting very anxious, I was having high anxiety, you know, traveling, not sleeping well, my diet, you know, nutrition was non-existent at that point, two small children that I'm really trying to put my all into, but then put my all into work, put my all into my marriage. And then my marriage started to have some difficulties within it because we were navigating some difficult things. And we really wanted to maintain that partnership. But on all fronts, I'll be honest with you, there came a time where I was like, I don't know what to do, but I can't do this anymore pretty much. It's all going to fall apart. We're going to have to have a complete breakdown to have a breakthrough. And it was terrifying and scary. And it was essentially a key part of my journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you had been in the banking industry, you said for 12 years? Yes, 12 years. 
Yeah. Now, like, what had you done prior to that? Mm, Absolutely. So I was in school for communication and I had worked in, you know, retail stores. I had been in managerial roles and managed team for some time within retail banking versus the commercial banking realm. And I had been doing that and really building a strong network within the retail banking group, which then propelled me into commercial banking, which then propelled me into taking my career even further. So, the irony of it is nowhere in any of that. Did you have health or wellness or (laughs) yoga or mindfulness? No, sir. There wasn't any of that. There was a human being going through life, right? And having dealt with circumstances as we all do, right? We all are beautifully tied together and connected through our difficulties and our traumas. And I, and I say that loud and clear because it's not a comparison of anything that we have going on, right? But it's the human experience that can be very challenging and difficult that ties us all together. And I had experienced quite a bit already within my life. And I still have so much living to do. You know, at young ages, I experienced uh, very significant losses. And my father at 12, my brother in my 20s, and then later on my husband. You know, it's just, it's been a significant series of different things within my life, which have allowed me a time that I needed to reflect and decide was what was I going to do? Was I going to yeah. become a victim of my past and situations? And was I going to maintain that mentality or was I going to rise to accepting what's happened and figuring out what I need to do now for myself and those around me? And a lot of that is the courage to have self-reflection, to learn the lessons, to gain the strength, to process through grief and to continue to work to become the fullest expression of yourself, which I'm constantly doing. And I will do, you know, throughout this entire journey to its end. Yeah, absolutely. Now, during this, this career in in banking that, I mean, obviously very successful in it. When you look back on it, what do you think was that like first spark that made you think for the first time, maybe I need to make a change? Mm. Absolutely. I was sitting on a plane. I was going to visit one of my large corporate clients. I was sitting on a plane. It was an early morning flight. I had, instead of flying out the night before, which I never did because I wanted to put my kids to bed, right? So you're trying to do it all. You're trying to be the superhuman, but then inevitably you burn yourself out. So I'm not flying in the night before. I'm waking up at three o'clock. I'd probably done this already earlier in the week. And my anxiety was so high that I had to, I just was breathing through it because I was worried about things that were going on at home. I was worried about the children. I was, you know, preparing for this meeting. Nowhere, I look back and I reflect, even through telling you this right now, nowhere was I concerned about me. Not a thing. Mm -hmm. All I knew is that I was feeling uncomfortable feelings. I finished the meeting. Meeting was fantastic as it always was. I gave 110% because I could really turn off anything that I needed to and focus in that moment and be completely on. But what it did to me is it drained me. It drained my energy. I wasn't taking care of myself. So when I got back on that flight to go home, I have to tell you, the anxiety, the really depletion of anything that I was doing, the giving out of so much energy started to build up and resonate within my body where I had tension all throughout my shoulders, my neck, stomach problems, headaches, couldn't sleep well. My skin, you know, wasn't at its best. I, I was a shell of myself 
And it's interesting because my clients, I'll show them pictures and I'll say, this is what it looks like when you start to embark on that self journey. And I share that in a beautiful way of grace for myself saying that was me then, you know, and I needed to be right there then and now. And this is me now feeling so incredibly full and at peace with who I am. And you see the metamorphosis when you start to care for yourself and start to make some difficult changes. But that was it. I had a, I had a moment where I got off that plane and I went home and I was done. I could not continue on like that. My body was going to shut down. I was going to shut down and then I was going to let people down. And that just wasn't an option. And I put a call into my doctor and I spoke with her. I put a call into others that I could find support me. I took some time off of work. I was having some, you know, really hard look at my relationship to see what I could do for my partner, my husband at the time to see how I could help support him, knowing that, you know, you are not the one responsible to change people. You can support them, but they have to want to make that change for themselves. And I knew within that moment that it was time for me to focus on me. Mm, That's powerful. That's powerful. And I did it afraid. (laughs) And I did it great in the bathroom by myself (laughs) and my children. So let's just say that this, this is coming to you from a very peaceful, powerful woman right now who can tell that story and hug that self who was broken right? Who was broken and finding moments to release because I didn't want anybody else to see. Now I will cry whenever I need to. And my kids will be like, oh, mom's mom's crying. Why are you crying? I'm like, oh, I just saw this beautiful story and it brought tears to my eye. And what a beautiful release of emotion because now I show them that it's okay to do this, right? It's okay to have big emotions. It's okay to share wonderful joy, sadness, expression, goodness, anger, and frustration, In a safe way, you have to let it out. For too long, I had built it up, hidden it inside, and it manifested in my body. And that's what happens. That mind-body connection is so incredibly important. Yes, absolutely. Now, from the time that you had that first initial spark that made you say, I got to get out, Mm -hmm. how long did it take then Mm -hmm. before you actually left that career? Oh, goodness. Such a good question. So I took time off and then I took an extended period of leave and the company was fantastic, incredibly supportive when I found my voice and I say that I needed to. Right. And that's the hardest part. We're we're scared of what people are going to think. We're scared to let people down. Please, please, please stop. Be scared that you're letting yourself down. Be scared that you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost. And then think about the other people. You can't show up empty and broken to support other people, right? You've got to show up whole. You have to make yourself strong enough so you can lift up the ones around you and embody that. So I would just say that. But then I took leave. So I took leave for about a year and I moved. I moved back across the country during that time back as I call it home because I needed to come home and I had been gone for 16 years and I never thought that I would come back here but at the time I was going through a divorce I was trying to support my husband in every way that I could but he needed to do some work on himself and he needed to focus on his health and well-being I needed to focus on my children and myself so we took some time which worked for both he would come back and visit we ended up going through you know a very peaceful divorce and supported each other in a capacity that worked really well for us as beautiful people in each other's lives. And then I came back and then I picked back up a year later and I started working at the another large bank again, right? Not knowing it any better, but be telling myself, oh, I, I did some of the work, right? I've been doing this. 
time to get back at it. Not necessarily knowing key aspects like, is this fulfilling to me? Asking myself those questions. Is this what I should be doing? Am I doing this because it seems like it's just the right thing to do and I'm very good at it? And I will say, I went back to work for two years then and it was a beautiful experience and I was doing very well and the company was fantastic. The people were fantastic. But yet again, I'm waking up saying, wait, 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 wait. I'm getting back into that overextension of myself and not in a way that I feel like I'm using all of my gifts, right? We all innately have these beautiful gifts to put out into the world. You could say, but it's already been done. Yes, but nobody does it like you. Nobody has the thoughts you have. Nobody says the words that you say. Nobody has the ideas that come up in just the way that you have them. Have to express yourself. So I said to myself, okay, I'm not doing the thing. I have a company that I'm trying to get off the ground, but I've been doing that at the same time that I'm back at and within banking. I have to make a decision here. And it was scary. I made a decision to leave banking for good. And that was January of goodness, just this year. I have to say I was overextending myself yet again so much working on getting my company off the ground. And since then, since leaving, terrified terrified in doing it. I have done so many things in this past year. It's been absolutely incredible and I can't stop. And that tells me that I am doing the right thing. I'm on the right path and I'm within my flow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. I love it so much. And and I mean, applause to you for recognizing the fact that the way you feel, it matters. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we, I feel like we grow up in a world that tries to tell us that we graduate high school, we go to college, yes. we get a career, and we stay in that same career until the day we retire. Yes. And the fact of the matter is, is life just isn't like that anymore. No, no it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no. And it shouldn't be because we grow as people and evolve as people. So I think that's a beautiful example of it. Absolutely. And I have to say, I have shared that. What you've just said, I've shared that with people. I said, we're told, we're told after a certain age, and it's so key, you know, for early development from birth, and they say age seven, some people say age 14, for, you know, your preconceived just notions by the people within your life, right? Your environment, what you're told should do, what you can do. Don't do that. It's not safe. Yes, you should. Okay. Can't do that anymore. You're getting older, right? You know, you've got to be more responsible. You have to make decisions. And my children are in school and they're being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I, that question, who knows what they want to be? I'm still a kid. I'm going to just stay a kid. That's my answer. Well, right now I'm a kid. I'm in the present moment. Let's not fast forward to the future. And that is where it starts. That's where this mental switch goes on to say, wow, I need to continue to always propel myself into thinking about the future, right? No, 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 we don't. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to think about the past. The past is gone. The past is a dream, right? We don't want to think about the future. The future hasn't happened yet. The future can be written in so many different ways. Why would we even fathom to think that we know what's going to happen, right? And why would we try to control that? All we have is the present, the gift of the present moment. And that's where we need to stay. 
So then we're yeah. going through school, right? And then it's, you get into, okay, prep for college. Where are you going to go to college? Great. Okay. Now declare your major, declare your, pretty much write it down, commit to it for the rest of your life. You've never worked before really, but hey, why don't you get out there and just decide? It was so difficult for me. And I think at an early stage, I learned pretty quickly. I wasn't good at any of these questions. And people are like, oh, she's a little off that one. And I'm like, why I don't, why do I need to know? I'll never forget my college guidance counselor was like, Tessa, you have to declare a major. And I go, how am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to do or what I like doing? I haven't tried all these things, you know? And it's like, I'm just at this point in my life where this is the capacity of what I know and I want to keep learning. And then you get into work. And just as you said, we're meant to just stay but we're also meant to constantly evolve and grow and change and how uncomfortable to be kept in the same structure and confinement and embodiment, right? Our environment has to change. The people around us need to change, right? We need to continue to grow. We need to continue to adventure and explore and get excited and bring things into our life, right? Otherwise, are we truly having that full life experience? I don't think so. Yeah, I agree completely. I love it. Now, you're going to have to help to fill in the gaps of this timeline of events. But mm-hmm. I know at some point, obviously, we were talking about your marriage yes. that, that you separated, you moved. But there's also a sports drink involved yes. somewhere. <laughs> There is. And then enter stage left. My, <laughs> right? That's a, This is life. This is life. And my, which it's all... It all makes sense in a very strange way. Things happen, right? And you decide how you're going to, you know, grow from them. And my husband had decided he wanted to start a company. It was a drink company. It was an energy company. It was called by a completely different name. And I supported him through that. That's great. You know, and I help support from a just wife perspective, a partner perspective. And then when he couldn't, he stalled it for a little while. He left it. And then we picked it up jointly with others that are still involved with the company, our founders. And we decided to change. And then when I became, he brought me in and the founders did to become more involved because of my project management experience and my global banking experience. And the fact, you know, they are all veterans. It's a beautiful gift. The persistence, the tenacity, the grit, the passion they're bringing into it. They asked me to come involved from more of a corporate perspective of getting to point A to point B to rallying the troops and making sure we got it off the ground, which we did. As I'm doing that, I I can't get involved in something and not give my all. So I became very much involved with it. I assisted with the formulation of what is now a powder supplement that you take daily. It's called Snapback Energy. I'm assisted with coming up with the name. Now, at the time, my husband wasn't able to participate in the business as much. He had to take a step back. And I said, well, goodness, I'm not going to let this fall. This is a dream that you've had for the longest time. I'm going to step up to the helm. Not having any entrepreneur experience, not having come from the food industry like the other, a few of the other co-founders. But I'll tell you what, through grit and grace, I learned And I said, well, you know, we're going to get this off the ground. So we got it off the ground and he saw that, my late husband. And then he 
unfortunately, and it was very difficult for us, passed. He passed away sometime after that, but he saw this company get off the ground. He saw an idea that we had all developed together that was originally from his idea come to fruition and get out there. And what a gift. And I know without a doubt in my mind that he is so incredibly proud of us, especially since then. And in his passing, Snapback Energy sort of became my late house in the storm and a gift for myself and my children that we put so much beautiful energy around it is in his memory. And I have really changed and developed the brand to be a wellness, to be a health supplement, to support you in so many different ways from a liver support, a full body powerhouse support, and all of those wonderful things. And I know without a doubt in my mind how proud he is of this. But yes, that's how Snapback Energy really came to be. And since then, I've even launched another business. So, you know, I thank him for setting the stage and setting off and lighting that fire to really go into entrepreneurship, too. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, that is just crazy, (laughs) crazy. Now, now, at the time that you really, like, were involved in in the company and growing it what it was, had you guys were already separated? No, we were together. Um, okay. So we were together at the onset of this. We were still married. And then it was only towards the end, right after the launch of the business, that we had been separated and then divorced, but still very much partners within this business. So I was the CTO. He was the COO. And we were working together. We were very close. You know, I think there's a very much ideas of what separation and divorce look like. But as you mentioned earlier, and we mentioned, you grow and you change and people have different needs. And while marriage wasn't something necessarily that was going to be what we needed at the time, the support and the love was there regardless, you know, because that was the experience that we choose to have for our children. So we were very much still involved in each other's lives. But he had quite a bit that he had to work on from his health and, you know, within his life. And so we just, I decided to pick it up and I wasn't going to let it go. And I still, you know, am very much changing and developing and working with others with snapback energy and really getting it out there as the powerhouse supplement that people don't realize they need and really want within their lives. Yeah. Wow. 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 Now, at the same time that you're going through all this, I mean, you're also a mother. Yes. Would you mind just kind of touching on a little bit of that aspect of, of I mean, we hear about your career. We hear about mm. building a business at the same time. We're talking about your marriage. And, and even though the two of you maintained a, a friendship or what, you know, whatever we want to call it, partners yeah. in business, you're also trying to be a mom. Yes. And I would love to hear more about that. Absolutely. It's interesting. Parenthood and motherhood. There's no handbook, how to be the best mother you can be, (laughs) right? Here's a guide for everything that you will walk through and, you know, note cards with talking points and don't worry, you've dealt with some trauma in your life too. So you're going to have to deal with that. It's interesting because being human in itself can be challenging. I tell people all the time, I'm like, just come be human with me. Let's walk this experience <laughs> together, right? Yeah. It's it's a gift of grace. And being a parent and a mother, as I can speak to, is part of my purpose within this experience. It's part of my life. They are my North Stars. They are my heart. They are my teachers, these children. And I didn't realize it 
until, you know, a few years ago that they are so much so my teachers, actually, I was at a Deepak Chopra retreat and he said, I think it was Roger, one of his like meditation, head meditation coach, and he's up there speaking. And he said, don't look for your guru. Don't look for your teacher. They'll find you when you're ready. And I, mm-hmm. my daughter comes into my room a week later and says something so profound. And I was like, ah, oh, you found me, huh? I was like <laughs> my little teacher. And, it's, and I look at that all the time and I'll say to her sometimes, I'm like, how old are you really? You know, yeah. <laughs> what do you, how many times have you done this? You know, your soul is so beautiful. And so it's, it's a gift. And, and, and I, and I take that deeper, but just in the basic things in life, right? The unconditional love, the gift of reflecting on how you want to show up for people in your life. It was extremely challenging. I will tell you that as a mother, you know, a young mother and trying to navigate raising my children through moving across the country with two small kids, you know, under the age of six to just, talking with them about what separation divorce looks like, what health looks like, and then navigating the loss of their father with them. There's definitely the moment, I'll tell you, where I sat with my children having delivered that message to them that their father had passed. And the moment I closed my eyes right before I said it to them and the the day leading up to it, you know, because we had been traveling and we were coming back home, I closed my eyes and I pictured myself in the hospital when that news was delivered to me as a 12-year-old that my father had passed in a boating accident. And I said, well, who better equipped to sit here, cry with them, hold them, not know how this is going to look, how it's going to feel, what this grief is going to look like, but know that I can get them through it. I can. And when you say to your child, I know how this feels, and you truly down to your core essence, know how it feels because you've been that child. Wow. There's no words for that. And it, it chokes me up now still, but to say that this has been challenging and that we'll still navigate the beautiful challenges of motherhood and parenthood is an understatement. And I will falter and I will fall and I will have moments where I apologize for my kids because I overreacted or I was impatient or I was just human. And I say it just like that. I'm sorry, I had a human moment. It was my best moment. It wasn't my finest, but I can do better. Let's try that again. Or I'll go put myself in timeout. Mom needs to go take 10 minutes to breathe, meditate, decompress, and I will come back to you and I will answer that question. You know, before, and these are just things, skills that I've learned. I haven't always done that, right? For a long time before I started taking care of myself, I was in total sympathetic nerve reaction. So I was in that flight, fright, freeze, right? My anxiety was higher. I didn't know how to manage it properly. I didn't know about breathing exercises. I didn't know simply that I could lower that just by taking a longer exhale for five minutes, right? I hadn't begun practicing my Ayurvedic coaching. So I was just showing up to the best of my ability as we all do. But then when I started working on myself, I realized there is this peacefulness, you know, coming about me, which then went out to my children. I'll never forget. I was sitting at dinner. My daughter looked over me and she goes, mom, she goes, you're just, ah. And I was like, and it was just a sound. It was this relaxed, comfortable, just like, yes, feeling. She goes, you're just like that now, right? And I was like, yeah, honey, I feel it. She goes, is it the yoga? I said, it could be. She goes, is it the work? Is it because he left the bank? I said, I don't know, honey. I said, it's all of these things. She goes, it feels good. And that 
I'm doing it. Mm. I'm doing the right thing. And they're going to show me, right? They're going to be my barometers. They're going to be the ones in the store, my light showing me, you know, the path that I need to take. And I want to leave this world a better place than I found it. And I want to leave the people in my life better than I found them or anybody I come into contact with. And that's just simply my goal. Yeah, I love it. And and as you speak to that, I can't help but think like we so many times society again tells us to to discount children. They're they're Mm, children. No, no, no. What do they know? And yet, if you really know it, you will know that the people running this world, running our lives should be children. Yes, please. They they, <laughs> Get it. they have that unfiltered truth yes. of just love and life. And, and so to hear that about your daughters, I think is just beautiful. It is. And, and, you know, my son does that too. The simplistic way that he looks at life and the way that he lets things go because he doesn't attach, right? He's got a detached, beautiful grace about him. They both do where it's like, yes, they'll have their moments, you know, as they get a little bit older, my daughter's 10 and my son's about to be nine. But the gift of realizing that at one point we were children and then to not want to rush through childhood. And as you just said, leading with love, leading with light, leading with unbridled fun. When were we told we had to stop having fun? Because I'll tell you what, we got that wrong. Yep. You know, <laughs> I, we got that way wrong. Life is meant to be fun. And that's the end of the sentence right there. And I will put it on a billboard, right? Yes. It's meant to be fun. I will, this summer, I've had more fun than I've ever had because I said, what am I doing? As I was sitting on the beach, I had just signed my kids up for a surfing lesson. And I was sitting on the beach watching them smile and laugh. And I was smiling and laughing. I go, what am I doing? And the next time we went out a week later, I was out there with them surfing taking a surfing lesson. I'm like, I'm not going to stop having fun and I won't be apologetic for it. And I want to bring out that child. I would love to bring out the childlike qualities within myself again. And I very much can, right? And it's in the simplicity of going within, finding the peace within, realizing life's meant to be lived through the experiences. It's a culmination of experiences. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be beautiful. It's meant to be hard. It's meant to be all the things. I am going to just not adult as much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I love it. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. And, and the other thing I wanted to reference to, to what you shared is, you know, something that, that I say often is that we, we, we never understand how the events of today are going to impact our lives of tomorrow. And we, we, we can never really understand the deeper meaning of why this is happening right now. And I can't help but think to you being a child, mm-hmm. losing your father mm-hmm. and how that prepared you without even knowing right. to be to be a mother to your children mm-hmm. when they're going through the same thing. Absolutely. It's, it's something I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I would never wish that on my children or for us to have experienced that. But we did. And that's it. Yeah. We have to, you stop the thought right there, right? Because it happened. And then I have to think about that. And instead of dwelling on why has this happened to me, right? Why did that happen to me then? Why is this happening to me now? And that's not conducive. That's not helping, right? None of that is productive in that thought for me. So I decide to change that thought to say, well, I can have this conversation with them. And in a way, it is a very hard, hard 
and I and I hesitate to call it a, a it's not so much a gift but a silver lining that I can sit there with them and say no I know I know I know what's going to feel like when you walk into school that Monday and feel a little bit different am I different now because I don't you know my father passed how do we navigate those conversations so it was a gift in a way that I could speak to them on such things that I knew that they were going to feel not all the things and it's you know a unique experience to everyone but goodness, I know what I wish, the support that I wish that I had that I can now offer to them and in different aspects and the conversations that, you know, I was scared to have or didn't want to bother my mother with or didn't want to, you know, make her sad. You know, those are all things that you think about as a child. And so I'll bring them up now and I'll say, hey, let's talk. Let's share what you're feeling right now. You know, what are these emotions that are coming up for you? Right. You know, you can you can focus on what's transpired in your childhood or you can do the work to uncover that. Right. Understand how it made you feel. Understand how you're now showing up within your relationships and from a day to day basis and realize, are there areas where you're uncomfortable that maybe you want to take a deeper look in and change because you are the agents of your life and you can do that. And when you realize that and do the work, which I'll tell you is very courageous, I don't know that there's anything more courageous than doing the work on yourself, right? And when you do that, though, you give yourself a gift of the experiences within your life that you wish to have, right? And that's that's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of going back to where we were kind of talking before, you know, because there's these two two facets that we're kind of covering here. We're talking about your personal journey, the journey of being a mother, but we're also talking about this professional journey. Talk to me a little bit about about you, you know, you basically took over this company, mm-hmm. you know that that was was your, you know, late husband's. Mm-hmm. You're growing it where is it today? What yes. is what does the business look like today? Absolutely. So Snapback Energy, now we have two flavors. So we had our kind of flagship flavor, the grape supplement that was out there and it's fantastic. Since then, we've launched another flavor, which is our orange flavor. We've also since patented the formula. So it's a scientifically based, formulated, patented five ingredients that really support the body and the overall health. And we picked up a lot of just... I guess, awareness from different, you know, media outlets. We had a beautiful article published in Medical Daily in regards to the liver support, the call to action on a liver support. We give, you know, 2% back to our veterans and first responders, which I think is a beautiful thing coming up on Veterans Day, you know, and having that every year and speaking to our veterans and, and just, you know, the beautiful support that we can give back to them based on the heroic and beautiful efforts they've given to us and for their country. And we continue to get out there. We continue to do sponsorships. We are looking to expand our co-packing production down the East Coast. So I was just in Florida last week looking at a beautiful co-packing facility so we could continue to expand and really be able to support all of our customers and clients who are coming back. And at the same time, we are looking at a third flavor, which we have the samples and we've agreed upon, which has adaptogens and greens. So again, we're getting into a beautiful synergy of that body-mind connection, taking care of your body and really listening and saying, what do we need to add you know, into people's lives that will really help them feel their best? And that that's hand in hand with work that I'm also doing from my Ayurvedic practice. So it's beautiful, the synergies between 
other things and other businesses that I'm getting off the ground as well as Snapback, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I am not even going to try to repeat the word <laughs> you said. Our, what was that word you said? Yes. RV- yeah, Ayurveda. So it's Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old body of knowledge. Simply put, it's from the Vedas, right? The Vedas were also a bodies of knowledge that predate medical science, predate anything that we know. And they're probably even much older than that. But what it is, it is the science of life beautifully put. And what it does is it covers really the composition of your body through doing profiling, doing guided sort of talk-throughs and sessions with an Ayurvedic lifestyle coach, which would be myself. And what we do within that is we really evaluate the six pillars of health within your life which is a beautiful practice. And it's interesting, had I had somebody talk to me about this when I was sitting, when I got off that plane that day and I made that decision, it would have, I don't know how much sense it would have made to me, but it would have started to really clarify the areas within my life that I needed to take a look at so much sooner than I realized on my own. So what's happened is through my journey, and I'm not surprised, I found this Ayurvedic practice and I found it almost about a year ago. And I thought this was so interesting. I was getting into mindfulness. I was getting into nutrition. I was getting into health. I had been on that journey anyway. And this sort of was the missing piece of the puzzle that made too much sense that I couldn't let it go, right? So I started to embody this within my life and the changes that started to happen were profound. The way that I felt, the way that I showed up, the amount of energy, how, you know, my body was looking and changing, my strength, my my mental health, right? My ability to find peacefulness within myself. I was like, this is too good. not to share. So I created a business where I do coaching and consulting and really guide people through other individuals and my clients through the six pillars of health. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) I love it. I love, you know what I love about, about this, this story is just the, the beautiful, just evolution (laughs) where, where everything just kind of flows into one another. And yeah, life is crazy. It's chaotic. But yet it all kind of fits together in the end. It does. And you don't realize it. I'll tell you, in all fairness, it seems it's like I have a moment now where I'm like, ah, this was meant to happen. I had to get to this point because there were moments where I was sitting at my desk and I was sitting in a different place and I'm like, I must be crazy. And what on earth am I doing and what's going to happen? And that's where you got to just let it go. You got to lean in lean in and just let the idea that you have to know what's going to happen go because when you do that life gets a whole lot easier and you start to see the pieces fall into place when you have hope when you have faith when you have you know a feeling that I know that I'm doing the right things because it feels good for myself and the people around me and it's for the higher good that's when it's going to happen you got to have hope in that But I'm not going to say that it wasn't, there were moments where it wasn't pretty and I was feeling lost and afraid, but I leaned in and I had the hope. And now we come out at this point in time where I just can't stop. I'll tell you, I've begun this journey and then I went on and got certified and then I started a business and the certification, the business have all transpired in under a year. And then I went and got my 200-hour yoga teacher certification because I wanted to deepen my practice. And now other things are coming down the channel and it just feels really good. And I say yes. When it feels, when my intuition speaks, I say yes. 
and I can have doubt can creep in later. And my ego, which is going to come from a place of fear, right? Not a bad thing, but it is a place of fear. And it's just trying to protect me based on what it thinks that it knows. I tell it, thank you, but I've got this. And this feels too good to say no to. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love you. I love your story. Thank you. For for my listener today who wants to dive deeper into your world, who wants want some more Tessa in their yeah. daily life, where is the best place for yes. us to send them? Absolutely. So you can find me. So my company websites are snapbackenergy.com and balanceofyou.com. That's the Balance of You Co. You can find me at Balance of You Co. on Instagram. You can find me at Tess underscore Elizabeth one on Instagram. You can find me at Snapback Energy at all those places because I'm doing all the things. I share quite a bit of my experiences through the six pillars of health on my personal page and my work page, which the company just launched last month. So we're getting up and running. I have some wonderful clients I'm already working with and sharing their experience. So yes, please reach out. Please do. If you have a thought, if you want to share anything, if anything inspired you, if you have a question, if you're in a moment like I was at different times where you're like, this is terrifying. I promise you we can have that conversation, right? That we're going to lean in a bit because it feels too good or maybe you're just too uncomfortable not to make a change. And um, yeah, you can become the agent of your life and create a life that you can't wait to wake up to. We all have that capacity. Absolutely love it. Tessa, thank you for being here today. Thank you. This was such a joy and what a beautiful way to start the day. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you, my listener, thank you as always for being here. My hope, my prayer is that something said today can leave a positive impact on your life today to make tomorrow even a little bit better. Remember, this is your life. So get out and live it. This is Kevin Lowe with Grit, Grace, and Inspiration. Enjoy the day.